Now, the church for 2,000 years have poured over the book of Revelation. God gave it to us, so most of it applies to the future because we can learn from it. Certainly, chapters 2 and 3 are all about the church age, but the church is gone in chapter 4 and doesn't come back until chapter 19. But God gives it to us because he wants to make the church ready for the future. Welcome to Search the Scriptures, the Bible teaching ministry of Dr. Carl Brogy, Senior Pastor of Community Bible Church in Beaufort, South Carolina. Today is part three in the conclusion of Pastor Carl's sermon entitled, The Great Economic Reset. Pastor Carl has addressed the man leading and the miracles preceding the coming global economic reset, and today he will address the method behind this global reset. Revelation chapter 13 verse 16 says, And he causes all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. In today's lesson, we will see that this will be the crowning spiritual decision for many people. Let's join Pastor Carl now as he continues. Now, I've noticed since I've been alive that tattoos have become very, very commonplace. And I go to some other countries, and what I see in America seems mild compared to what I'm seeing in other nations of the world. Now, I'm not here to rag on anyone who has a tattoo. I baptize people nearly every week up there in either one or both services, and there's ink all over folks. Now, you ask me, would I suggest someone to get a tattoo? Would I discourage someone from getting a tattoo? Absolutely. And I'm not here to preach on that, but I... I've got a sermon on that if you're interested. People call often on the Bible line. You say, what if I have a tattoo? Well, you know, what can you do? I mean, and I'm not saying that everyone who has a tattoo, please understand, don't write me and email me, please. I'm not saying that they have been involved in some kind of sensuality or immorality. But many times that's the case. Many times. That's the launch pad. They're immoral for the first time, and the next thing you know, they got a tattoo. And if you got a tattoo for whatever reason, just let it be a reminder, a mark. I look at my left arm, and I can't straighten it, but God used that to bring me into the kingdom, and it hurts almost every day. But I'm not my own. It's a reminder of God's goodness, of God's grace. And he causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark. I think what we see happening today is it's getting people used to receiving a mark on their right hand or on their head. Now, there's been a lot of creative speculation, as I would call it, as to why the right hand or on their forehead. Without over-spiritualizing the text, I think he says right-handed because it's only a minority of people who have been blessed to be left-handed. With that said, yes, I'm left-handed, sorry. Uh, With that said, if you're missing your right arm, if you're alive, you've got a forehead, right? So you have a place on your body to be able to receive this mark. And we're given the purpose in verse 17, and he provides that no one, no one, be able to buy or to sell, except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. 
So the stage in many ways is being set by organizations like the World Economic Forum, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, to bring about total economic control. When they just met in Davos, Switzerland, again, over 100 world leaders along with these major organizations, apart from climate issues, the number one topic that they discussed, it encompassed one-third of all the seminars, was the central bank digital currency issue. What is central bank digital currencies? If that's new to you, let me just briefly explain it. We have in America a central bank. Our central bank, of course, is the Federal Reserve. And so the plan is to take uh, fiat currencies, for us it would be dollar bills, so to speak, legal notes and coinage, and to turn it all digital. In other words, there could come a time when they would say, hey, look, whatever dollars you have, you have so many months in which to turn them in, and we're going to make them digital dollars so that you will not be able to buy or sell anything except with digital money. I don't think it would happen overnight. I think it would be gradual, but I think it would unfold. And so your dollar number would then have a digital number. Now, I think for a number of reasons, our president, I think many of you have followed this in March, issued another executive order for our government to officially research this to see how plausible and the timing of possibly bringing this into the American culture. And some would say, well, there's a lot of advantages to it. It reduces all possibilities of counterfeiting and fraud, though it seems like the internet can habitually be hacked. But of course, if you couple this digital technology with a mark, it would be sealed tight. And of course, there are countries in the world where they're already doing it, Sweden, over half the population in Sweden, as pictured here, they have a digital chip. Here is an image. It's about the size of a grain of rice. It's put there typically between your thumb and your forefinger. And so in that country, when you go to buy something, you just scan your hand. And the money for that product is then exited digitally out of your bank account. I've been to China on a few occasions, but what's happening in China right now is very dramatic. If you go there right now, you will either purchase virtually everything through a prepaid card, through your phone, or through an eye scan. And they're boasting that they hope to be the first nation in the world to be totally digitized. And so America's federal bank, the Federal Reserve, stated earlier this year that a central bank with digital currency would be, quote, the safest digital asset available to the public with no associated credit or liquidity risk. Now, if our country implodes economically, it would also be an easy reset, where if you have $100,000, they say, well, now it's worth $50,000. But they can do it because it's a digital reset but would also bring in tax revenue like we've never seen before. So you have a yard sale, and you say, honey, let's have a yard sale. We could use a little extra money right now, so you have a yard sale. You can't take dollars from that guy who came into your yard. There's just a digital transfer. Every dollar that comes through your hands, so to speak, digitally, is now under government control. And more than 100 countries and Davos are investigating this, and 19 of the 20 
G20 nations are planning to institute this. Central bank digital currencies. And again, I think it will be phased in over a period of time. And one of the things that would be a great impetus for the government to do this would be an economic implosion. Here's a dead chart just to help us see it visually. Um, and you can see the line, it's almost flat line until about 1940 when we begin to go in debt. And here on the far right on the scale, you can see since March of 2020, the U.S. government has added $7 trillion in debt. People say, what's the big deal? Well, the nonpartisan government accounting office has been saying for two decades it's a big deal. They have been warning our government that we are going to reach a point where it will be mathematically impossible for us to honor the money that we have borrowed. I don't know what that number is. We just crossed, by the way, $31 trillion two weeks ago. You say, well, look, if you have a credit card and you fill it up and the next credit card and the next credit card and then you take some big back-breaking loan to consolidate all the cards, and you go, but you, there comes a point when you can't pay. And we have gotten away with a lot because we've had very, very low interest rates since the economic troubles that came in 2008. But now with rising inflation, that's going to change the amount of interest the government will pay. We won't see it immediately because a lot of these paper notes that the government has are three and five years out but some of them come due next year. And there will come a point in, and if the U.S. government implodes, all the governments of the world will implode economically. And there will be a perfect scenario. Does the WEF want to see this? Of course they do. Here's what they tweeted from their website in their May 2022 meeting. They tweeted, welcome to 2030, I own nothing have no privacy, and life has never been better. That's their goal. And of course, China, they've added to their credit score system what's called the social credit score system, such that if you're not compliant with the government on A, B, C, and D, then that, that influences your score. Well, if the government controls your money digitally, what if you're not green enough? What if you decide you don't want to send your children to the government school system that is indoctrinating them with evil? And don't tell me it's not happening in Buford County because I'm hearing about it in my office for people who come in for counseling. And I'm not ragging on our principals and associate principals and teachers who may be there. I'm not ragging on you. But you decide, I don't want to send my kid there. I want to send them to a Christian school or home educate them. Or I don't affirm transgenderism, and I don't want to use someone's preferred pronouns. Or I don't embrace homosexuality. And now what we're seeing happening is this is happening in families. Where kids are coming out gay and transgender and this and that. And So what will happen? Well, your money may be under control. You say, this is sensationalism. I don't think so. I'm not saying it's going to happen in my lifetime. It could happen immediately after the rapture, but you can see how it will happen. You can see how the preset is being made for this coming global reset.
Here's right off of the WEF's website, and I quote, this is our vision. Remember, this is an organization where over 100 nations of the world, and you name this president, that prime minister, they're, they're all there. This is our vision of a true cashless society. There is an exchange of value in its entirety, just like cash. And it requires a national government rather than banks or the like to act as a payment provider. If everyone were connected to a cashless environment, there would be transparency in money flows, whether it's international aid or private investment. If everyone in the chain were connected digitally, you could see where the money went and how it was spent. Any sums appearing outside of that framework could immediately be flagged and investigated. They're not hiding these intentions. They used to meet since their founding in 1971, almost in a very stealthy kind of way, never advertised it. For the last three years, they've invited the media in and they're live streaming to the world. Why? Because they see people are open to this. When there's a crisis in the world, people are fearful. They want a sense of security. And they want a sense that everything will be fine. And think about if the rapture would take place. Let's just say of the 2.5 billion nominal Christians that 10% of them are born again. That would mean immediately there's 220 million workers who are gone, people who have mortgages. And I mean, this thing could spiral very, very fast. Verse 16, and he causes all, the second beast, the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Now, we'll talk about the number of his name in just a moment, but what I want you to see is if you are not a part during this time of the Antichrist New World Order, then you will be on the outside. Imagine a young mother. She needs diapers. She needs formula. She needs an antibiotic for her baby, but she's unwilling to take the mark. No luck. A man stops for gas at a gas station but he doesn't have the mark, can't fill up your tank. The diabetic needs meds, no mark, no meds. A family is shivering, shivering in the cold and they need to buy electricity, no mark, no electricity. So this mark will divide the world into two camps, those who wear the mark out of allegiance and worship of the Antichrist and those who do not. Uh, certainly, a tattoo, if God had raptured the church in the fourth century, he could have used something like that. But when you see what is happening now that Israel's back in the land, now that we have the moral climate of Lot in, in Noah's day, now that we have the growing apostasy, now that we have world globalism, now that we have technology, you could see easily how technology and the mark or the image of the beast will easily be brought together. Verse 18 declares, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For the number is that of a man, and his number is 666. People have often asked me, as I commented a few weeks back, do I think that the Antichrist is alive and that we can identify him? Clearly, you cannot identify him. And as I noted, most people think he's this popular person. Actually, he's the little horn. He's kind of an unknown but he will quickly become known, much like President Zelensky. Unless you've been to 
the Ukraine many times. Most of us probably didn't know who the president of the Ukraine was. Now he's a household word. That's how the Antichrist will come on the scene. Could he be alive? Of course. Some have tried to argue that Satan has had an Antichrist in the wing in every generation. I don't think so. Satan certainly is not omniscient, but he reads scripture. How do I know? He quotes it to Jesus. And one of the things he knows is that Israel has to be back in the land. That is essential. And so certainly God could have done that after the rapture, but the fact that he's done it in this time certainly would highlight in the evil one's mind that we are nearing that time frame that the Lord spoke of. Because God says he'll do that at the end of time before the second coming. So no doubt he has someone in the wing. Understand it's not some social security number. It's not some driver's license number or some national ID. It's a mark that represents the Antichrist. That's what the text says, the number of the beast, specifically, for the number is that of a man, and his number is 666. Don't miss that. We're told two truths. First, something about the number of the beast, and then the number is that of a man. So let's think through that for just a moment. Linguists often refer to gematria, where you attribute a numeral, a number, to a letter in the alphabet. And a lot of languages have that. For instance, here's Hebrew. Um, so here's the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph is one, Beit is two, Gimel is three, Daleth is four, and so forth, all the way through. So you'll be able to take this man's name in whatever language we're not told the gematria is being used. Maybe it will be Greek since John is writing in Greek. And Greek has the same kind of format. And his name will add up to 666. Here's English gematria. We do it pretty simply in our alphabet. And by the way, if you're interested, my number is 220, Carl Joseph Brogies. All right, just, just want to make it clear, all right? Uh, but the number of this beast, the number of his name is 666. In addition, it's the number of a man. Remember, this is an unholy trinity. Satan duplicating the father, the antichrist duplicating the son, the false prophet duplicating the spirit. So certainly 666, the number of man is six in scripture, would be quite appropriate. But don't get lost in that because we're not going to be here for it. What I don't want you to miss is what he's saying here in verse 18. Here is wisdom. Now the church for 2,000 years have poured over the book of Revelation. God gave it to us, so most of it applies to the future because we can learn from it. Certainly chapters two and three are all about the church age, but the church is gone in chapter four and doesn't come back until chapter 19. But God gives it to us because he wants to make the church ready for the future. And he wants us to understand how things will unfold. But people who are alive during this time, they're gonna be pouring over this book. Here's wisdom. He's saying, if you really want wisdom, you will take what I am saying very, very seriously. So think about this. He has already said in chapter 14, verses 9 and 10, let me read it to you. If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he will also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength, and the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. 
people during this time who refused to take the mark of the beast, family members, friends, compatriots, they'll say, you're stupid, man, you can't eat. They're gonna cut off your head. Actually, these are the wise people. Because those who take the mark, they meet God in his wrath. Listen to what he says in chapter 15 in verse two of those who don't take the mark, and these are martyred believers who are pleading in heaven, and he says in verse two, and I saw something like a sea of glass with fire. If you remember from Revelation chapter four, he's describing the throne room of God. These are people in heaven. He saw like a sea of glass mixed with fire and those who had been victorious over the beast in his image and the number of his name standing on the sea of glass holding harps of God. Now, some may think they were stupid, but these were the brightest people of that day. How can we apply this? Let me suggest a couple of applications as we close. Number one, current presets should signal you that Satan's reset is approaching. We've spent four weeks studying the Great Reset. And unless you've just chosen to poke out your spiritual eyes so that you can't see, God is showing us what is being set up and what is unfolding and what is happening that is so unique in this time in human history are all of these events coming together at the same time. And so there's this growing spirit of a world government This is the spirit of Antichrist at work. There's this growing spirit of world religions equally embracing one another. And so the Pope denied that Jesus was the only way to God when he signed that document two weeks ago. There's a growing financial crisis in the world and when it implodes, the world economies will have to come together. And so while we are not living in the tribulation, we are certainly living potentially on the precipice of that coming time. And for the Christian, this should not bring about anxiety. You know, our president's talking about Armageddon and possible nuclear war. By the way, the world will not be destroyed with nuclear war. That's not to say a lot of people couldn't go down or out through it. But it's not going to be destroyed. How I know it? Because I've read the whole book. But there's a lot of anxiety in the world. And God wrote the future for us so that we wouldn't be toppled by it, that we might live with a sense of confidence that Jesus is ruling and reigning. Secondly, wisdom would dictate that you choose the winning side. You need to choose the winning side. We read earlier from Revelation 19 and verse 20 something that is incredibly unique that's not revealed anywhere else in Scripture but in this verse. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Look, these two were thrown alive into the lake of fire which burns with brimstone. Now, by the way, this is exactly what Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica. When Jesus comes, that lawless one, the Antichrist, will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. Just the spoken word, Isaiah says, with the breath of his lips, he, the Lord, will slay the wicked. But what is revealed here that's revealed nowhere else in Scripture 
is that this will happen not at the end of the millennium when God gathers together out of Hades, which is a place of torment, but it's not the final resting place of the lost. When he gathers all the lost of all time, there at the great white throne judgment, that's when they will be thrown into the lake of fire. But because of the nature of evil that these two men commit, they are immediately, it's kind of a reverse rapture. Your body can't go to heaven in the one it's in today, but in the twinkling of an eye, this mortal will put on immortality, this perishable will put on the imperishable. They're thrown alive, reverse rapture, and their bodies are changed and suited for the lake of fire where it's never consumed. So you have to choose kingdoms. There's no neutrality. And if you're wise, you will choose the winning side. A census worker came to some lady's door and asked how many children in the house. She said, let's see, there's, okay, let me tell you how many children I have, Bobby and Susie and Billy. No, I don't need the names, lady. I just need the number. She said, my children are not numbers. They are names. To Satan, you are nothing but a number. To the Lord Jesus, as underscored in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, you have a name that he will call you by. You take the Antichrist number because you missed the rapture, and you will be taking a mark that will seal your destiny. You won't be able to undo it. You won't be able to say, let me get some surgery and get rid of the chip or get rid of the tattoo or whatever it is. You won't be able to do it. It's an irreversible decision. Just like when you're born again and you're sealed with the Spirit, you're sealed for the day of redemption. He will never leave you. You are eternally secure forever and ever and ever. So you can have a name or you can have a number. If you have a name, you have a place in heaven. If you have only a number, you have a reservation in hell. Today is the day of salvation. Our Father, we thank you for the opportunity and privilege to read your word this morning as we see you setting the table for the return of your son. You did what you said you would do at the end of time. You've brought the Jews back into the land. You have them with a burning desire to rebuild the temple. We have the moral code of the days of Noah and the days of Lot. We have the globalistic culture all around us. We have growing apostasy where people are denying the plain and simple truth of Scripture. Help us to realize that an hour is coming when no man can work. We are celebrating our Father, as you know so well, this World Missions Conference. Yet we know it is utter hypocrisy to fund and pay someone with something we won't do ourselves. So help us to be faithful stewards of the gospel, to share with our loved ones, with our friends, with our neighbors, as you would give opportunity how they can be forgiven and saved. And I pray you would help even someone listening to this message whenever they hear it to call upon Jesus. Thank you that 777 is coming back and he's going to crush 666. And we rejoice that you recorded for us the end game. We offer you our praise 
and our gratitude in Jesus' holy name. Amen. If you enjoyed today's message, you can order a CD or DVD copy by calling Search the Scriptures at 877-787-7478 and requesting program God's Prophetic Schedule 017. If you have a question that you would like to ask Pastor Brogy, you can do that on Tuesdays between 11 and noon Eastern during his live call-in program, The Bible Line. You can listen to The Bible Line online at wagp.net. We hope that you will join us tomorrow as we continue to search the scriptures. Thank you.